Welcome to the Celtic Way Podcast, where we look to bring a fresh vision of spiritual life by nurturing a vibrant, evolving, and sustainable life with God in nature. Celtic spirituality is an ancient tradition of seeing God in everyone and in everything. Seasons come and go, darling, don't Welcome to the Celtic Way Podcast. I am your co-host, Matt Gonzara, with the real host, Scott Jenkins here, and a special guest today. Scott, I think I'll let you do the introducing since I literally just met this gentleman uh, like three minutes ago. So I'll let you introduce him to all of us. I'm happy to do that because John Mikowski is a dear brother, dear friend. He and his wife, uh, Linda, are true, truly gifts to me and Chris. Um, so, John, it's really, really great to have you here and to listen today about something really cool that's going on in your life. And it's very relevant to Celtic Way and our core beliefs. So, I'd like to begin by just, you know, um, Chris asked me this too. Um, how long have you guys been friends? I was like, some people are friends before they come to this world and then they meet then they're like oh yeah we've been friends forever you know i can't tell you how long we've been friends but i can't either but it's primarily because of covid Honestly, right. it's been stuck in the middle of so many friendships and so many yeah friends. so i yeah. want to say five or six years but yeah i think so be, i guess yeah so i'm good. i'm grateful for all of it yeah, me too. Whatever the time. Uh, on the screen or in a restaurant, you know? Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. I'd like people to get a little feel for who you are in your life setting. So tell us, you know, a little stuff about who you are. And Well, um, as you mentioned, I do have the pleasure of being married to Linda, the most amazing human who has been working for over 20 years to make me a better one. Uh, so that's fantastic. <laughs> we reside in Morrison, Colorado, in the foothills of uh, west of Denver, and are the current stewards of a couple of acres of earth and pine trees that really breathe life into our souls. And uh, that privilege humbles us, honestly. We are so grateful, and we do our best uh, not to take that for granted. Um, we have two adult kiddos and three grand kiddos that bring us much joy and laughter and, and learning, uh, for sure. Uh, we just celebrated the youngest, Emily's fourth birthday oh. uh, a couple of days ago. Yeah. And she had mm. her uh, dinner of choice, which was uh, watermelon, uh, mac and cheese and lemon cake. <laughs> and so the night was filled with that and there were balloons and llamas and not real ones printed ones and um unicorns everywhere and uh, we actually got her this yoga mat that had this unicorn doing all these yoga poses on it and she rolls it out and promptly gets down and copies all of the poses with her flexible four-year-old frame you know and i'm sitting there my back's killing me just what <laughs> uh, or do this but grandkids are such a gift so um we're grateful uh, i'm also 
the executive director of a small uh, arts and culture nonprofit called Transforming Creatives. And we work to empower human flourishing through intentional community, soul care, and wellness experiences. And so, so we have programs for individuals um, like our artist allyship that provides coaching and mentoring uh, for creatives. We also have programs for groups like our Forest Church, uh, which is a gathering that we do in partnership with the Refuge out of Broomfield where we meet in the outdoors once a month. And um, it's a time of liturgy and communal sharing and just wandering through the trees. Uh, pretty fantastic. We also do workshops like our Tools for the Creative Life series that provides uh, creators with connection and new skills and just tools to kind of craft a healthy uh, creative ecosystem uh, around themselves. And then I'm an artist myself. I uh, do progressive liturgical production and contemplative art installations. And I'm also an arts chaplain for organizations that, um, that employ artists or have volunteer arts teams. Uh, and I'm in the process of becoming a certified spiritual director, which I believe is what we're here to talk to uh, yeah. today. So that's a few snippets, maybe more than you wanted. No, I don't, I don't think it's more than we wanted. I think it's not even enough. So I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to press a little bit harder. Uh, awesome. share, share, let's go backwards a little bit because okay. all of the things that you're talking about sound wonderful and beautiful and excited to get more into them, but share a little bit about how you got to this place where spirituality is so important to you that you use your life now to teach others to engage in their own spiritual practices. So share a little bit about where that came from, maybe where those early influences in your life were and how you got to where you are today. I was the kid at summer camp that memorized the most verses and got the ribbon. And I was that kid. Grew up kind of in a fundamentalist evangelical world. Um, and um, that... Um, all kind of imploded because I also um, grew up in a house filled with violence. And unfortunately, those two uh, sometimes show up together, uh, never should, but did in my case. And um, um, I think I was probably 14 or 15 until all of that imploded, honestly, for the entire family. And I really walked away from uh, God and any expression of faith or any rhythm, uh, at all of, of, um, connecting with the divine and probably for about a decade, honestly, till my mid twenties. And then, um, in the spirit's incredible patience of reaching back out, um, I began a journey back to, uh, toward that engagement. And, um, uh, connected with uh, some folks at a church. We were living north of Dallas at the time. And uh, so that was a long and winding return, honestly. It um, was not, uh, you know, filled with aha moments and, you know, run back to the altar kind of scenario. But in that process, I um, re-engaged the arts, actually, because I was a guy who went into college as a theater major, came out with a business degree. So always had this 
frustrating artist thing in me, you know, and actually uh, reengaged the arts at a church I was attending. And that rolled somehow, honestly, into uh, a role there. Uh, and for about a decade, I became an arts pastor. Uh, which you may not have even heard of that title, but this was this was Dallas, so land of mega everything. So um, you know, had a performing arts team, dance team, writing team, video team, your multiple campuses, two hundred arts volunteers, super high production uh, environment, and um, I loved it. I loved every minute of it and gave myself to it. Uh, unfortunately, to the point of burnout. And uh, somewhere around 2009, I, I think it was, I found myself really burned out both vocationally and spiritually. And uh, a mentor of mine recommended a book called Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership by Ruth Haley Barton. And I literally wept as I read uh, every page because it named me. And um, I was invited out of that to a new way of being, ended up. Uh, at a two-year cohort, um, Ruth with Ruth, she runs an organization called Transforming Center, and uh, ended up two years with this cohort north of Chicago, and that just really introduced me to a healthier way of living and being. And uh, I learned about ancient practices of silence and solitude, and um, new forms of prayer that I had never. Uh, encountered before I was introduced to the writings of the desert mothers and fathers and Christian mystics and and really to the practice of spiritual direction, um, as well as a number of other things. But at first, I really resisted spiritual direction because growing up, you know, fundamentalist, I had strong suspicion of stuff like that. You know, that was way too woo-woo and out of my comfort zone. <laughs> um, but I had also come to understand that the places in us where we feel the most resistance are often the very places God wants to transform us. And uh, so, uh, but often we, um, we ignore those or try to just kind of rush past them, that kind of thing. Um, but again, the Spirit has this loving, patient way and invites us into opportunities to grow and change. And uh, so somehow, probably like 2012, I ended up in spiritual direction. And it has been the most transformative discipline of my life. Um, so that journey, which started over 10 years ago, uh, continues. And a few years ago, I really began um, kind of investigating uh, whether or not I could show up as a director in these relationships. You know, I, I work and have for some time work monthly uh, in a kind of coaching, mentoring capacity with artists. And most of those folks would not claim any, any faith of any sort, but some would. And I often wanted the transformation for them that I've experienced in it. And so, um, uh, but didn't really feel... Um, skilled to do that or the capacity to create a safe hospitable space for them in direction um, so started a couple years ago looking around for some training and uh, found that in anamkara in in the springs now scott talks a lot about anamkara 
that's that I would say other than the seasons, that's probably what you talk more about than anything, Scott. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the name of the program. And, uh, so Scott share, maybe why don't you start by sharing a little bit of your perspective about on card, just in case there's anybody listening that that's a foreign concept. And then maybe we can, um, transition that a little bit into John, just sharing a little bit more about the program. Yeah. You know, the Anamkara is uh, ancient, ancient practice. I think it probably has to do with um, pre-Christian stuff. But for Christians, it means, I mean, for everybody, it means soul friend, but it's key. Um, and it's key to, it's one of our founding principles at Celtic Way. The spiritual journey is not meant, it's not intended for us to do by ourselves. I go so far as to say in some of my classes that this whole radical independent, especially male, I think sometimes the men, oh, you know, I'm independent, strong, I can do it by myself, is uh, so much of our culture. But the spiritual journey is dangerous when we go by ourselves. We can't, we don't have good mirrors, we don't have good lenses, uh, and we can deceive ourselves as well as we deceive other people, you know. So it's really good to have somebody you trust, build that trust up over time, and can really begin to share your soul with another and and let them share their soul with you. My friend Dig Chin, uh, who's 10 years older than I, I think we're getting close to 30 years together doing this. And it's it's been a hell of a journey, let me tell you. <laughs> um, John, before we jump into Anamkara, I, I, um, I want to ask you a question because you said I ended up in spiritual direction. And this is really like one of the crossroads that people ask me the, the most. You know, it's like, okay, I've listened to your presentation. It's a little dawning. I'm kind of scared and nervous about this. But how does one end up in spiritual direction? You know, and as I look back on my life, I, I would say the same thing, but it's not helpful to people who are looking. How does one find a spiritual director? Well, um, that depends. There may be as many answers as there are people, honestly. But some people find themselves um, kind of at a place of discernment Mm -hmm. and um, really uh, desire a a guide to, to help them uh, discern the movement of God in their life. So it might be that. Often, though, uh, folks who are committed to other spiritual disciplines Mm -hmm. um, find uh, a desire for a deeper experience of God. Um, And um, aren't don't always find that maybe in the church they're attending or the small group, uh, etc. And so there there are really a, a number of of reason, Scott, and I honestly can't even remember the original impetus for my engaging that. I think it was somewhat that resistance of, uh, I don't need anybody to, you know, connect me with God. I can do that myself, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, and right. And the spirit kind of just breaking that down in a way that's so invitational. Yeah. And um, uh, so that, that began my journey. But truly, there may be just a myriad of of reasons why people uh would would reach out for um a guide yeah in, in that journey 
there's a lot of reasons why. And then, then comes the how do we find somebody? And, and we'll get into that a little bit too. Um, but I want to hear all about Anamkara because like you were saying, the spiritual formation programs themselves can be very different from one another. And I Agreed. went to one that was a very Catholic one, yeah. was in the Order of Incensions. Anamkara is not that. It's different. It's, um, it's definitely different, which is why I was really drawn to it. And can I talk just for a second about spiritual direction in general? I really um, want you to do that. Because yeah. that would maybe lead into why I, I chose uh, Anamkara, actually. Um, so spiritual direction generally uh, takes place between two people, a director and a directee. Uh, and they've both committed to give their full attention to the movement of God in the directee's life and to then to work to respond to that movement. Um, like you mentioned, spiritual direction is not a new thing. It has actually been practiced for millennia in all of the Abrahamic uh, traditions, including Christianity. And it has looked like different things in different eras, uh, but has always been this practice of accompanying another and being witness to their spiritual journey. Uh, it's built on really a foundation uh, that we are known and loved by God. Yeah. And um, the, the directee brings this desire for, for spiritual growth and a deepening communion with God. They, they share their stories, their experience of God, or, or lack thereof. And um, they're invited to uh, really pay attention to what God is already stirring in them. Right. And then the director is trained to hold uh, space for that directee story. In, in fact, they step into it in a way that acknowledges the holy and nurtures growth uh, in them. And so the director actively listens to, to both the directee and the divine and acts as uh, really a guide, just helping them see how God is is moving in their life. Because in truth, God is the real spiritual director in, in the relationship. Uh, the human director is not there to, to give answers or tell them what to do. They don't typically know. They come alongside and they assist the directee uh, in really attuning their hearts to God. And so, so spiritual direction is not therapy. Uh, or, or mentoring or discipleship or even pastoral counseling, although it, it does share some similarities with those. In essence, it is this intentional time of listening and, and responding to God in, in the life of the directee. And so that has been um, my experience of, of spiritual direction. And as I looked around at different programs, um, uh, and, and there's some great ones out there, let me tell you. And, and, uh, but often they, they have this structure of uh, kind of giving you some resources. You go through those resources, you dialogue with someone on that. And it's, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a learning journey, which um, is a good one. What, I, what attracted me about the apprenticeship is that it really mirrored that relationship that I've experienced in spiritual direction. So uh, as an apprentice in this program, like, like a, 
like a plumber's apprentice or an electrician's apprentice or something. I mean, they've got to grab tools right away and start working alongside uh, the master plumber or, or whatever they're called. And, um, and that's the case with this program. Right. So rather than go through a couple of years of, of just learning, reading, you know, all of that, you immediately uh, step into as an apprentice, as a beginner, um, the space of um, being a guide uh, with a directee, while at the same time, um, there is this body of, of learning. Um, but you are under supervision. So I have um, a spiritual director who, who is my supervisor. Uh, and then we also have peer supervision. So others of us, others in the apprenticeship uh, help uh, come around the, the practice as a beginner as well. So um, that's what I love about uh, this program. One of the things I love about the program is that uh, type of arrangement where I get to immediately begin to um, to hold space in a way that it's been held for me for over a decade in, in such a, a transformative way. And uh, the fantastic thing about Ankara as an organization is uh, it's a community as well. So there uh, is this group of folks holding these spaces of hospitality for uh, these sacred conversations. And um, it's been a gift so far to be to be part of the organization. John, can you, in case there's somebody listening who maybe they hear this idea of spiritual direction and maybe, I don't know, maybe there's a little check in their spirit because of maybe an experience that they've had with a clergy member. You know, a lot of yeah. times I think maybe unfortunately people are connecting spiritual direction directly to a priest or a pastor and i know a lot of people right now in our world are struggling with kind of their formal christianity that they've been involved with so for somebody who might be thinking oh i know what spiritual direction is that's where i go and talk to my pastor what's the mm -hmm. difference between something like that and what you are actually engaging in which is and i know wildly different but i think maybe for somebody listening that would be a helpful to just decipher that difference yeah that's a great question and um spiritual direction isn't necessarily to take the place of those conversations which in their best form can be very helpful and healing and in their worst form can be the opposite. I, I definitely uh, recognize that. So spiritual direction um, is not a space to go for advice. It's not a space to go for counseling. It's a space to go and to be present and listen with another to the the voice of the divine to to pay attention uh, to what the movement of the spirit is in your life so it's it's actually a very dynamic um time it can uh be um it can be a myriad of things for me i'm in the space listening to both i'm listening to the directee share 
their story, their, their shimmerings of God or lack thereof, and listening for what the Spirit might um, be doing in, in their life. And, um, and sometimes that listening, quite honestly, can be uh, frustrating and challenging, uh, especially when I, maybe I'm wrestling with my own uh, ego and think I have the answer for this directee and I just want to tell them what to do. And, um, uh, or other times they may say something that may even trigger me in some way. I mentioned my kind of fundamentalist background. And when that shows up in a direction session, man, my brain, I realize there's still trauma around that, you know? So all I can hear is my own voice in that. Uh, but other times that listening really feels like, like a flow, like there's this connection between the directee and the spirit and me that is energizing and nurturing and and loving and, and it really feels less like i'm listening and more like i'm just breathing the spirit in that space and it's truly a grace for me to be present in in those moments but um so it's it's quite a different space and it's um um my supervisor is fond of saying that uh, spiritual directors are agnostic to change. So I'm not there to change them, to change anyone. This is a, a, a space uh, that, I, that I hold for them to show up uh, fully uh, in their own story, in their own way, and give full attention to what I believe the divine is already doing in them. And we listen together, notice together, and respond together. Yeah, that's great. I think I think the key is a lot of us grew up or have been involved in, in spaces where there were people trying to change us or there were people trying to answer questions a certain way. And the beautiful thing about spiritual direction is exactly what you said. It's much more about listening and being in tune to what's already happening. And as you already yeah. mentioned earlier in the conversation, that could be that will be different for every single one of us because our connection to the divine is going to be unique. And that's one of the beautiful things about it. And it's not spiritual direction is not about coming up with the answers. In some ways it's about wrestling with the questions, which is again, another mm. beautiful part of spirituality as a whole. Yes. Yes. Very true. Very and true. it really puts the emphasis back on our lived experience. Mm. Right. And I think yes. that's so needed in the, in our world today to remind mm -hmm. us we have right equal access to the spirit and i like the flow john i like the whole thing about the flow because to me spiritual direction is very trinitarian there's you the directee and god and the flow just you know were to be this conduit let the spirit's voice flow through us and and listening i mean how much how many times could we talk, have this podcast and you know go off on different branches from this tree? I mean, listening is almost lost today, you know. And yeah, so this indeed, is yeah. indeed, yeah. I actually I was at a workshop a couple of days ago with this neuroscientist whose specialty, her entire specialty, is attention, and she said that. 50% of the time, we are not paying attention to the present, that our 
our brain is processing these other things and our attention goes with it. And so 50% of the time we are not here. We are not present. And um, I was, I was just kind of blown away because uh, I, I understand distraction or daydreaming or whatever, but um, wow, paying attention is challenging. So John, I appreciate everything you've been sharing. Uh, a lot of times when I'm hearing conversations like this, I'm thinking about you know, thinking about some of the details, maybe I want to engage in spiritual direction, but I want to know where would I even go to get in touch with you? Uh, how much is this going to cost? How is it? Do I have to be in Colorado? All of those little detail questions. I don't want to leave those out in case somebody's listening and is really contemplating um, connecting with you or even another spiritual director. So just share with us uh, a little bit of the nuts and bolts of how this works. Yeah, absolutely. What's fascinating, too, is a decade or more ago when I was searching for a spiritual director, it seemed like it was challenging uh, than it is now. There's a there's a broader awareness and acceptance and a, a sense of of how direction is really supporting and transforming people's lives. And so there are various uh, spiritual direction networks, and you can Google some of those. The organization that uh, I'm a part of, Anamkara, has a number of uh, directors, both here locally and around the country. And I believe all of them uh, do direction over, which since COVID, we've kind of all stepped into that space. Uh, in in a much more significant way. And um, usually direction sessions happen once a month, um, occasionally twice a month. If someone is working through something specific or a period of discernment, et cetera. And then, um, so yeah, they can take place over Zoom. I also have a couple of local spaces. I'll meet at a church or an office building, places I've uh, set aside in, in advance where I can ensure you know, a quiet environment so that we can kind of craft sacred space there. And, uh, and, it, and it's a confidential journey. But, um, um, and then I also love doing it uh, on my patio out among the pine trees, which is just another incredible space for spiritual direction because you've got uh, the wind and the spirit flowing through the trees right there. But um, And cost varies. While I'm in the, um, there's no cost to any of my direct teams. So that's part of, of the program. And then uh, and folks have different scales and often sliding scales. Uh, for direction. So, yeah, and I know I went on uh, the Anamkara website as well. And there's, if you have questions, what a great resource even right there, because they indeed. even have a page that is just, you know, facts about, um, you know, the experience of uh, spiritual direction as well. And that's just anamkara.com, A-N-A-M-C-A-R-A.com. Mm -hmm. So if anybody wants yeah. some more details, that's a great place to go. And you can even uh, see a really good looking picture, John, on there as well. <laughs> So there you go. John, if you were to say, kind of give us a, a nice little wrap up for this, tell me what this has done for you, what it's doing for you, what it means to you. Mm -hmm. Let us see it in your heart, your appreciation for this practice of spiritual direction. Yeah. 
you know, the story in the Hebrew Bible about Job. Uh, he spent this time defending himself and his innocence before his friends and God and all this. And then one day God shows up and gives him <laughs> the behind the scenes look almost at what uh, divinity is. And Job's response is something along the lines of, I had heard of you, but now I've seen you. And boy, that has been my experience of spiritual direction. I knew a lot about God um, before, but uh, my experience of God, my personal experience of the movement of God in my life has shaped me like, like nothing else. And so now as uh, someone who gets the companion folks on this journey, um, it, 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 it's not just a spiritual thing. It's a whole life thing. It People's is. lives are transformed through yeah. this practice, and I get to witness that. And, and that's a gift to me. It's, it's honestly humbling. It, it really is. Brother, thanks for coming on and sharing your journey with us and your heart and this experience around the Anamkara. And I'm looking forward to more fruit that's going to be born in your path. Thanks a bunch. Thank you. For more information on Celtic Way, go to CelticWay.org. You can also find us on Facebook at Celtic Way Colorado or on Instagram at Celtic Way Official. Special thanks to Suzanne Kinzera for the Seasons music for this podcast. Come and go, darling, don't you know. Love will outflow from the overflow. And time in may make sense. Please don't. Rush the process Just know He's in everything Every day And everyone Oh, love will make its way to you